Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this episode, we are back with another gem from 2011. I'm beginning to think that 2011 was like one of the worst years for cinema. Um. And consequently, it's also the year I was legally allowed to drink. So it works out. (laughs) Drink away all these movies. Uh, 2011, my first year of college, still couldn't drink. Did not have time to see any of these terrible movies, though. And it's just been great coming down memory lane, just getting to watch them. Getting to see the stuff that came out while you were, you know, studying for finals and whatnot. Um, Last week, uh, Kyle and I uh, recorded an episode on Red Riding Hood. There were like weird echoey problems with it. So I don't know if it's going to be released. We're still just like tinkering with it or trying to decide whether or not to throw it out. If you're okay with hearing a bunch of echoes, please let me know. And I'll just release the episode because we're really funny and Red Riding Hood is really bad. And it also comes out in 2011. Um, it's keeping which with the theme, you keeping know, with the theme of 2011 beastly also 2011. So I don't know if 2011 was the year that people decided they wanted to kill the rom-com genre or revive it, but either way, jury's still out. <laughs> um, um, this, this, uh, this film though is, uh, the decoy bride, which is a British rom-com starring David Tennant, Alice Eve and Kelly McDonald. And you would think between these three that there would be a movie worth watching in here yeah like that's when when i saw the cast i was like is this movie gonna be too good for our podcast you know our last episode that that i was part of was uh she's all that which is a good movie um so i mean i was a little concerned that decoy bride might be actually another good movie that that would take us off of our track of bad movies, but it was bad. I, oh yeah, I was thoroughly annoyed with many different aspects of this movie. It was directed by a woman. Her name is Cherie Folkson. Um, it was co-written by a man and woman, Neil Jaworski and Sally Phillips. Sally Phillips actually is in this film. She's the blonde woman who is the, is one of the assistants. She also played Shaza in all of the Bridget Jones films. So I like had an affection for her and it annoys me that she was part of this. Like it's fine that she was in it, but the fact that she co-wrote it kind of annoys me. Just like why though? (laughs) Like what? Because she seems like a funny person, but it's just not, this is not a funny, this is not a funny movie at all. No, it's not. It was a chore to watch. It really tries to be funny too, which is what makes (laughs) it so painful. It tries way too hard. Like some some of the movies we've watched, like Coffee Shop and uh, Safe Haven, aren't they? Know that they're not funny. They know that they're horrible, like pseudo Christian, you know, portraits of sexless romance. Uh, (laughs) Portraits of sexless romance. (laughs) This movie does not know that it's not funny it's like an 11 year old trying to learn sarcasm it just it doesn't hit it yeah 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 it's it it's not even not even that it's just too broad because at least broad is like fun it's broad but boring at the same time which is actually kind of like phenomenal when you think about yeah, it. yeah absolutely like <laughs> how did they build like, how did they do it like it was actually a short like a lot of the movies we've watched are around two hours they're fairly long for how bad they are this one was only an hour and a half it was a decent amount of time it wasn't too long and it still it was, dragged it still felt too long yeah 
And like, it, you know, it just doesn't make any, ugh, it's just so annoying. Cause we've got, we've got David Tennant who like, you know, he is, you know, a meme favorite, a Tumblr favorite, an online favorite. You would expect like, if he was going to be in a rom-com, he'd be really good. But what he seems to be playing in this role is kind of like a Hugh Grant character. Yeah, which definitely. Which he cannot pull off that at all. That is not. And before we started <laughs> recording, I said that the whole film, David Tennant just seems confused. Like, why am I in this film? Like, he, it feels like he arrived at the wrong party and then just stayed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. And he's being paired with Kelly McDonald, who I've never seen do comedy. Like, Kelly McDonald is most known for being in movies like Train Spotting. And, you know, shows like Boardwalk Empire and like Gosford Park. And I just, she's not really known for comedy. Like I'm looking here and she's been in like uh, Steve Coogan joint and like Nanny McPhee. And like she was in Choke, which is a movie that should have been funny, but it wasn't. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, she was in Harry Potter too. She's been all over the place. And the writing, like the the writing for this movie, it felt like it was trying to be smart funny. Like it it even though the movie itself has really absurd a whole a really absurd plotline, it felt like it was trying to do smart humor and be snappy. And so I felt like choosing Kelly McDonald maybe was reflected through that, you know, because she can play serious. Um She's not cartoonish, but it, it didn't work. Yeah, you, I, I feel like this movie needed like Simon Pegg or Edgar Wright to just like show up and be like, hey, what's up? Let me let me help real quick. Let me just let me just add some lines here yeah. and move some stuff around here and then like leave. Like, and it's annoying that I'd be like, hey, these two guys could have helped this movie, but these two guys seem to do romance better than this movie. So here we are. Exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's... it's uh, the movie, I will give the movie this. It knows how to begin itself. Uh, some of the movies we've watched, uh, most rom-coms start off with a kick, you know, that you're thrust into it. They, they jump you into a situation. Um, and this one was definitely no exception. It, it started full throttle. Alice Eve is the famous Laura Tyler. David Tennant is her fiance who is a writer who, who like, is, wrote one book and is still working on his follow-up. Yeah, and it, like, got published and, you know, like, he, he published a book, but he's not, like, famous, per se. Certainly not on her level, uh, fame-wise. And they're, they're getting married, but uh, as she walks up, she can sense that there's paparazzi in the building and she discovers... Uh, Federico Castellucci. I can't say his last name. Federico Castellucci. Castelluccio. Yeah. Castelluccio, who is most known for being on The Sopranos. Um, yeah. Very. <laughs> the casting for this is so weird. It's very weird. Like the only real he. Play, oh yeah, his character's name is Marco Bellani. Not that anybody ever calls him by name in this movie, as far as I can tell. But just in case you're wondering, um, the only person in this movie who seems to be, you know, belong in this movie. Well, the Sally Phillips, of course, because this is a Bridget Jones chick. Like, of course, anybody from Bridget Jones seeing them in a rom com shouldn't be weird. Also, um. Dylan Morin, who's most known for being in um, Black Books and Shaun of the Dead, like he makes sense here. Alice Eve makes sense here 
Because um, it was 2011. On paper. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do you want to... Let's let's talk about Alice Eve for a second. I, I think we should. We were just talking about her right before, but Alice Eve is one of those people who kind of showed up in the middle... Well, who was around, but kind of showed up near the tail end of, like, the Megan Fox craze of the 2000s. And she kind of just, like, showed up as, like, the new hot chick. She was in She's... Like like back to back, she was in She's Out of My League, Sex in the City 2, and The Decoy Bride. So she really just kind of like showed up and she was really being sold to us as this hot chick. Yeah. This really hot chick who's like... Like her characters, the whole pinnacle of her characters, or, or, of the, the character in this movie, but also the other ones you listed is... Wow, she's hot. And like she's hotter than whatever other women are in this. And the other women recognize that and like either they resent it or they admire it and whatever. But the um, thing about yeah, and the thing about Alice Eve is that she is a very, you know, not showy performer. She's just a good actress. She's not particularly bitchy. No character that she's ever played that I've ever seen her play has ever been bitchy. She just comes, she's very quiet and she's very sweet and she's a very naturalistic actress so it's very weird to me when she that she that for a little while we were just obsessed with portraying her as the hot chick and what's really really surprising about it is that also in 2011 she was in the last season of entourage um she plays the woman who vince actually marries at the end of entourage spoilers for a show that ended six years ago um she and Vince get married at the end of Entourage. Alice Eve shows up on Entourage with her regular British accent. And she's just quiet yeah. and sweet and she's smart. And like the thing is, is that she's smarter than Vince. And, and Vince decides to basically marry her because she's the only person who doesn't throw herself at him and who wasn't impressed by him. She ba He basically marries her out of the challenge. And I actually think... Actually, that's one of her best roles because she's not like, yeah, she's hot, but it's not about that. It's about yeah. the fact that she's a smart, capable, beautiful woman. And that's what she is. And that's what she is in this movie. There's, yeah, the whole, like the, you know, she is presented to us as this famous actress. So it's meta in that sense. Um, and, you know, an it girl very much. So it, it is very meta given how she was treated at this time. Um, but she's not, she's not a diva. She's not mean to people. There's no, there's none of the tropes that you might expect. Uh, if you looked at the plot for this movie, um, basically when she realizes that paparazzi is at her wedding, she freaks out understandably, and then decides that her and David Tennant need to get married somewhere more private. Um, once this decision is made, the film moves to the small island of Hague. Yes, the small island of Hague. And we basically find out, yeah, we, we basically find out that uh, two things, that um, Kelly McDonald is on Hague. She's returning to Hague after being away for a long time. You see her on a boat and she takes off her engagement ring and chucks it in the water, which made me clutch my chest because she could have hawked that and like gotten some money. Like yeah. she's not as like, she's pretty poor and her mom's pretty poor. So it's weird to me that she would just like toss this. Anyway, I'm just obsessed with that engagement oh, ring. Like no, this totally. isn't the fucking end of Titanic. Like you don't need to throw it into the, anyway. No, it's so <laughs> dramatic. I, I totally feel you there. It's yeah. It's really weird. Um, but uh, and uh, the second thing that you learn is that uh, 
uh, David Tennant's first book is set on Hegg and he hasn't actually yes. been there and just wrote a, just a made up book pretending like he had been there. Yes. And it's, it's, you know, probably a 500, 600 page. It's a thick book. This it's a is gigantic. And, book. and it's a running gag in the movie is making fun of his book and how inaccurate it is and how everyone on Hag thinks they all know the book. They've all read the book because obviously it's like the only thing written about Hag that's not the, the guide to Hag, but they all kind of like think it's shitty and stupid. And so... When, yeah, when, it kind of reminds me of when people make movies about like small places in Georgia that aren't Atlanta, like Savannah and stuff. And I'm just like, no, that's not what fucking Savannah is like. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> uh, can you do some research or just not do this? Um, <laughs> Essentially, thanks. yes. Cool. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, he, he basically he just did this big lie. You know what this movie doesn't really lean into too much is the fact that he is much older he is a whole decade older than the woman that he is marrying and he has lied to her like pretty consistently about like what his life was like before her and has lied to her to impress her so he's just kind of a dick yeah david tennant's character sucks and i mean this is another thing i was saying to jordan before we started i don't like kelly mcdonald in it either and i know that we're supposed to basically the way the movie sets it up is with alice eve like it's not like you're supposed to dislike her because she's very likable, but you, she, you're just not supposed to worry about her. Like she's rich. She's fine. Um, Kelly McDonald is taking care of her sick mom on this Island. She's the last young single person there. So we're automatically supposed to like want her to find someone. Oh yeah. And as soon as she shows up, she shows up at the wedding of the guy who was like in love with her and he's basically marrying his second choice. And it's so weird. Cause like the bride is just like, he's mine now. Like she's like, she's insecure. And then the husband sees her like at the top of the altar and he's insecure. And it's just so, it's like really sad to watch two people who know that their marriage isn't going to work out, get married. Yeah. That bummed me out. Like, <laughs> I felt I felt bad for both of them, honestly, because at first I was like, wow, well, he's an asshole because he's marrying a second choice and she doesn't know that. But then she was very much like, oh, I know. And I, I know like, that I'm a second choice, but I got him now. And I'm just like, girl, this should not be like, get off that island. Just get like, off the island. Like, I know I know it takes money to travel, but like, I feel like getting off the island shouldn't be that much money. <laughs> like, yeah. Just go to another part of Scotland or wherever you yeah, are. Go, like, go to the main area boat, of Scotland. Like, get on a rowboat. I don't know. Like, go to wherever they were in, in Maid of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to that, oh go to that swinging bar. That, that would be they such a in. funny, like, side podcast where we just talk about all these like weird little fictional islands that like the getaways in these rom-coms oh yeah we should we should definitely I, I, that should be our side pod i would love that um, um uh and uh, one other thing that i wanted to talk about because i was complaining about this all through the movie alice eve is a british actress kelly mcdonald is a scottish actress david Tennant is a scottish actor Kelly McDonald is the only one using a Scottish accent in this movie. And it actually would make sense if David Tennant was also Scottish. Cause it would be like, Oh, it's two Scottish people getting together. Like, and it's obvious yeah. that like, if you're billing this, we're do we're seeing this because of these two amazing, like very talented Scottish actors ending up together. Why aren't they both Scottish? Why in this can't movie? they lead It doesn't that. make any fucking sense. And why couldn't that be a reason they bond, you know, like what, like it would make a lot more sense 
because, you know, sure, he hasn't been to Hague, but he would be Scottish and there would be cultural things they could relate about. Yeah, maybe he's from like the the, the more cosmopolitan part of Scotland and he was just writing about the countryside like he'd been there. Like maybe he's just like a poser. Yeah, maybe it's just like someone (laughs) in New York writing about a small town in Georgia that they haven't been to. And then you're like, I know about that town because I grew up there. What the hell? Like it's. Yeah, it could be just like, it just, it didn't need to be like this. Also like Alice Eve being American is just also the very like, Oh yes, the blonde American it, girl with uh, the but Alice Eve is an American, so why do we even care like, about why Americans? Why do we need that? Everybody like, involved in this movie, most of the people except for I think like Michael Uri, yeah, are are British people. So why not just have like, everyone let, be fucking it, British? Let, like that's refreshing. That's a little <laughs> different, you know. Like let's do that. But I mean, instead, that's part of. Go it, ahead. Uh, well, I felt like with the choice to make Kelly McDonald actually, you know, Scottish and and speak with a Scottish accent, uh, like was supposed to make her more likable, you know, because she has Definitely. an accent and they're presuming most of the people watching don't. Yeah. And like also like play up this dynamic of these rich Americans and then like this, you know, rural Scottish woman, which I get, but I was just... I don't know. I yeah, just, I it, it yeah. It it felt weird. It I, tasted weird in my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean the thing about British rom-coms that I find so interesting is that they're so different from American rom-coms. Like yeah. I enjoyed Bridget Jones because it wasn't just a story about like a woman that's way closer to my weight falling in love, which I mean that's so fucking relatable, but it also just it was a person who was in like a culture that I was interested in. I was interested in like the cabs look different. The way they talked looked different. And I was, I was fascinated by that. Yeah. Even some of the basic niceties around dating were slightly different and that's interesting. Yeah. And, and it's also like, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, but like American movies that are rom-coms that are supposed to be American that usually like primarily feature white actors. Like there's no culture actually. Oh yeah. They are very like like, cultureless things. Like we talked about this a little bit with the wedding planner with like how, how they're supposed to like lack culture unless we're trying to be like really broad. Yeah. So it's like this erasure. It's, it's very like, there's this corporate feeling. I don't even know how to word it, but it, because yeah, David no Tennant culture. doesn't look like an American. It's, I would never believe that David Tennant was yeah, an American. Yeah, like, and it's it's like <laughs> creating a culture out of a mall. I don't know. So the fact that they didn't lean into the Scottish uh, culture for both characters, because I would have believed it so much more if they connected over that. Yeah, because they don't really connect over anything except that they have, they're both writers they and like that she's no, more prolific than him. Yeah, the only reason that they have any chemistry on screen is because they're both good enough actors. Um, but their characters don't, there's no reason for them to seem in love at all. Like beyond the suspension of disbelief that they meet for a day in the weirdest way possible. And like, I do not believe you fall in love in a day. Uh, maybe I'm a cynic. <laughs> I just think that's absurd. They um, kind of just seemed like brother and sister. Yeah, they did. Yeah, there was just no chemistry there. Also, just a side note, because I because this is the weird movie nerd that I am. If you want to know the difference between a British rom-com and an American rom-com, watch the American version of Fever Pitch and then watch the British version of Fever Pitch. Okay, this is like, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're completely different movies. Yeah. <laughs> 
I remember watching it and just being like, wait, but where's all the wacky? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, that's actually not part of it. And well, also there's a realism in a lot of British television. Oh, yeah. That, especially with rom-com isn't present in a lot of American television. Well, in rom-com specifically, I'll, I'll leave it there. Yeah. But, um, so like a lot of this, you know, you know, it's another part of this movie that really doesn't work. Um, the assistants, um, Sally Phillips and Michael Uri, they keep on trying to manage Alice Eve in a way that like, she's like a prima donna, but Alice Eve never presents herself to be as kept, high maintenance as they act like I kept like waiting for her to be high maintenance uh, because of a few comments that they exchanged. At one point, Sally Phillips basically is like, oh, well, you know, she's, uh, she's not high maintenance. And then Michael Erie gives her this look you know, very telling look that made me expect, okay, Alice Eve is going to be a lot. And then she never was. So I was like, are you guys just assholes? Like, yeah, because basically like he, like we said, he lies about being on Hegg. And so they basically decide, okay, we're going to get married on Hegg because no one really knows about it. Um, But he lies about what it looks like. And he lies about like the way that like a specific castle that they end up getting married. And so the assistants show up and realize that the castle is a disaster and they like uh, they like rightfully like turn to David Tennant and you're like what the fuck and David Tennant's like well you know I was just trying to impress her and then they're just like fuck you now we have to fix this whole fucking castle and it would have just been interesting if they had just like just not fixed it and saw what happened I know I thought about that like I was actually bummed if they fixed it like I was like sure real that was one of the more realistic parts because I do think if this happened if somebody with that much money was going to get married, the assistants would probably just clean it up and not tell them. But I wanted to see the fallout. I wanted David Tennant to eat his words. Uh, yeah, I wanted I wanted David Tennant to get in trouble for his lies, but he really doesn't. Like, even, like, um, spoiler alert, like, he almost does marry Alice Eve near the end. And, like, at the altar, he says that he, like, lied about something about his character. I can't remember what it was. It was, like, I don't like a certain kind of... It was a certain kind of movie, I think. Yeah, something like that. Like, yeah. he doesn't like, like, documentaries or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was something that was supposed to be you know something that they bonded over together and then she was just like oh yeah that's fine and that's all they really see like we never see them break up like like spoiler alert at the end they break up and he ends up and he ends up with kelly mcdonald but like we never see them break up we never see him come clean to her about all of his lies we never really even see him the moment where he realizes that he has nothing in common with her there's just no moments of realization for him everything happens all everything important happens off screen and all we get on screen is just this wackiness that like is not interesting and and like beyond the fact that i felt like why is alice eve getting shafted so hard in this um he like kelly mcdonald like she's outspoken and she's like witty um and obviously those are traits that i like and i and oftentimes watching these movies i wish there were more female characters with those traits but she annoys me um because she immediately her and david Tennant are immediately assholes to each other um upon meeting oh yeah his whole thing is that he keeps on calling her poor he keeps on like finding like really interesting ways to call her poor and it's just like why would she even want to end up with somebody who like just calls her poor it's like it's like how mindy ends up with danny at the end of the mindy project but their whole original interactions were just like him calling her fat and telling her that she snacked too much like it's weird no it's totally weird because like (laughs) 
Kelly McDonald has an ex who loves her. And it felt like she, it felt like the classic psychological thing where she doesn't love herself or like herself enough to feel comfortable being with someone who likes her. And I mean, I, th- I think a lot of us have been there at different points and David Tennant just seems so desperately insecure when he's talking to Kelly McDonald. All he does is like flaunt the fact that he's with Alice Eve and Alice Eve is perfect. Um, yeah. To it's make like- Kelly McDonald feel bad about herself. And, and then she's like, into him I, d- I just I couldn't buy any of the I couldn't buy either of them being into each other because like he's an asshole he's obviously classist she's also immediately just like fuck you fuck everything about you like I don't know why they would want to be with each other and she like makes fun of his book a, a ton and like yeah. acts like she's a better writer than him which I'm like I don't really buy that but it's because just, it doesn't really seem like she's had any life ex- like, like she, she doesn't, doesn't actually have, have any experience life. writing and like she doesn't so i i thought that was weird that she was so cocky about it like i like she has every right to not like his writing but it was just i just didn't buy it i just i wanted both of them to shut up <laughs> yeah yeah they were both just like dicks and it kind of seems like they ended up together because they're both dicks because they're both dicks and alice eve was nice yeah (laughs) it kind of felt it also yeah it felt like david Tennant um was almost like not bored with alice eve but like he's insecure but also self-aware enough to know that like Eventually, Alice Eve is going to realize he's not shit. Oh, yeah. It just and doesn't it's seem safer like- to be with this woman that he, you know, I guess belittles and also belittles him who like, you know, what? Like, I think in his mind, like, well, she's been stuck on this island. It's not like she's going to leave me. Like, it felt gross to me. You know, what's really funny is how emasculated she he was and how like she felt like and she laughed at him for how emasculating it was that he lived on a house on Alice Eve's property. And while we were watching, while I was watching it, I was like, Stedman probably lives on a house on Oprah's property. And I'm sure that he is fine. Like, yeah. Okay. She's richer than him. Cool. (laughs) So what's your point? (laughs) Honestly, like even the most like, you know, patriarchally like traditional masculine dudes. I know, like, I don't know anyone who's going to be like, no, I will not let you buy me, like build me a small house. Like, Oh yeah. That transcends all like insecurity. I was like, my boyfriend lives in my pool house. Fucking cool. Like that's that's amazing. You have a pool house. You have have space to yourself. Are you going to make this a problem? Cause if you are, (laughs) I'm done. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Oh uh, my God. Okay. So, so, uh, like, there's really not a lot of meat to this movie really they come to the island they get ready for the wedding alice eve disappears why does she disappear so she disappears because she sees so the paparazzi guy who was inside of the the wedding building she he was like inside wedding, the organ he somehow found his way to hag knew that they were going to get married there because he's so good at stalking alice eve is on a run and she sees him like in a tree and she freaks out because she realizes like oh my god this guy followed us here he's still going to get pictures of me so she disappears and somehow her pr people figure out they they know that she's disappeared and they figure out that that guy is there and so they're like we have to figure out a way to deal with this 
Yeah, and, um, and the way that they the way that they deal with it is that they're just gonna have like Kelly McDonald be the titular decoy bride, and then they get married, and so he'll take the pictures, and then it won't really be Alice Eve, and then they'll be in the clear. Yeah, and then they'll do like a second real wedding with Alice Eve, where she can you know get married in peace, like most people want. Um, but naturally. Sh- even more shenanigans ensue. Yeah, um, and there's also stuff about like Kelly McDonald's mo- mom who's in a wheelchair and who's also dying. Oh yeah, Kelly McDonald's mom is dying and she hasn't left the island ever and she just wants to get money to go see some of the world before she dies. Which is why Kelly McDonald agrees to be the decoy in the first place so that she can give the money to her mom so that she can travel the world. Which, yeah, her that's that's what happens. Her mom gets the money, travels the world, then dies. Like, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So good ending for her. Yeah, for sure. And, and like, the mom com- is like the least annoying character, too. I'm like, <laughs> I would be a decoy bride if somebody was going to pay me $5,000. Like, you know, like I, don't, like, I don't know that many people like who... I mean, obviously, who need the money and wouldn't do that. That that was believable. Uh, yeah, that was perfectly fine. That was a perfectly fine plot. And if the movie around it had been better, then that plot would have would have made a lot of more sense. like emotional. It would have had more of an emotional punch in the sense that like the only time that we really get a sense of that, like Kelly McDonald really doesn't sell her relationship with her mom. Well, I think it's because she's like playing this broad character, yeah. which is also kind of funny because, you know, Kelly McDonald was the voice of Meridel and Brave, which was the whole thing was <laughs> i know i was like there's something about relationships with mothers and kelly mcdonald that, that like doesn't really work because i hate brave personally and there like, are reasons <laughs> there are reasons why i hate brave it's not because it's the one of the few pixar movies that starred a girl or anything it's because brave would <laughs> be funny if that was your reason uh, no no You're like i hate these bitches <laughs> well, cause, like, it was before inside out so it was like right. i think their first like female like lead no it was because it was co-directed by a man and a woman and then they fired the woman and then the man took over the production and did some rewriting and then when they got to the oscars and they were accepting the oscar for best pick for best animated picture the man talked over the woman during the speech and she could barely finish what she was saying and it really annoys me that more people don't think about how fucking gross like the production of Brave probably was and how like patriarchal and shitty it was. And that's probably why it's a bad movie because men fucking interjected and ruined it. <laughs> Just yeah. FYI, if you're wondering why Brave doesn't really work, it's probably the male director's fault. Um, <laughs> this is is something that i feel very passionately about anyway (laughs) um so yeah this movie is like it's got some of the worst dialogue that i've ever seen um i've got some i've got like a few lines here um kelly mcdonald describes herself as kryptonite dipped in cellulite oh yeah that was a real zinger because but she's not big in any way conventionally like she's She's very small and like also like 90 percent of women have cellulite like no matter what size you are who cares that's like normal like i'm bored yes (laughs) um uh the other line that she has that i hate is she talks about how she's gone man vegan 
Oh God. Yeah. No, but that was, I think, you know what, now that you're bringing up these lines, I think that's why I didn't like her character because immediately she was saying these horrible lines and I was like, bad zingers. She was annoying. I was like, she thinks she's clever and she's not. She's like, got this chip on her shoulder about men, which, Hey, I get that. But like, I don't know, like get off. I don't like, I was just like, what do you who are we you? never really figure like, out how she feels about men really because she doesn't really talk about it we only meet one of her past lovers and he seems like a really nice person i honestly feel like if the movie was realistic she would be gay like yeah i, I don't think she likes men like i don't think that she likes men at all either like i'm like <laughs> she's i i would have she would either be gay or she would be asexual like she does not there's like you know, it, it just didn't seem. Yeah, because her ex seemed nice. Like he seemed like I was mad. Like, he was, I was like, like the, I wanted sweetie. more of him because he felt he like was, an, he was kind of sexy. I was kind of yeah. Into him. No, he was cute, and he like you know he had this like moment where he was like yeah like you're easy to love now because you're young and beautiful and all these things. But I know that I'll love you like when you're old and like sad and he said it better than that. He it said sounded it sweet. He was, he was very sweet. He was just like, you know, when you're old and your limbs are broken, you know, I'll still, like, I'll still want you because I love you like your mind and your soul and your spirit. And I was like, God damn, this right? guy, this guy should be a writer. Where is his book? Yeah. I want to read it. Yeah. No, he was <laughs> at like, that was interesting. Cause it never addressed why they weren't together. Yeah, I'd she never, talks about another ex who's an asshole, but she never talks about him. Yeah, she never talks about him, and he's the only ex that we see. Yeah. So, so it just kind of makes it seem like she just like hates men, which is perfectly fine. But it's like, okay, so you're ending up with David Tennant so that you could like hate each other for eternity. Yeah, and like David Tennant is just like a horrible character, and it 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 felt it really did feel like. David Tennant and Kelly McDonald were just both like, all right, I guess we're doing this movie. It's not really on brand for either of us, but like, let's try like, it. Like, I need to get back to Boardwalk Empire immediately. Yeah. Like, when like, are we going to be done? You know, get another check. Who knows? Maybe it'll be fun. And like, <laughs> it didn't feel like their hearts were in it, but they're good enough at what they do that they like worked with it. And it just, yeah, bummed. it was just emotionally empty. Like I didn't care about anyone. I cared about Alice Eve and the ex more than the main love interest. Yeah. And oh my God. So one of, <laughs> so the last line that I had before I gave up on taking notes, cause I realized that I hated this movie very quickly. <laughs> um, he, tur- she turns to him, David Tennant and she's like, wear a hat Tolstoy. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> what? I like <laughs> both David Tennant and Kelly McDonald's personalities feel like they feel like they're proving that they know how to read. Like, you know, like it feels like college freshmen in the worst way. Like they're like just they like, think that this movie is by the way, I'm them. smart and I have opinions and I'm like, at, but they're not actually that smart or interesting. So I'm just like, can you not? <laughs> I feel like they think that this movie is beneath them. Like, I think that if we ever like interviewed them for like, if you ever interviewed them for any of the many magazines that you write for, or if I ever interviewed them for bitch, they'd just be like, no, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. Fucking movie. And like, I mean, <laughs> I don't blame them. It's not a good movie and they are good actors but it just it was just it like it was only an hour and a half and like I wasn't angry at it in the same ways that I have been about some but I was thoroughly annoyed that was my if I had to put an emotional rating it would just be eight out of ten annoyed 
Um, yeah, really irritating. And uh, the thing that was the most infuriating, because basically we never find out if he marries Elsie. If she a year like passes before she finds out that he didn't marry her, and then like uh, she sees Elsie on TV, and Elsie actually does this really sweet monologue about like how you know there was a woman that she met on an island, and how she wanted to see the world before she died, and I helped her find that dream, and that was really nice. Like it was really nice. I'm just like I was once again. Reminded again, what a I nice was just person. like, Alice Eve is a really nice character. <laughs> like, what? And like, I wasn't worried about her because she obviously has her career and it's not, she doesn't need to find another man. But it was just weird that it doesn't address the actual breakup because the whole movie's about them getting married. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It just seems like very lazy to just split it apart when you haven't even built a relationship between him and Kelly that's. Uh, believable yeah and like why are we yeah it, it's bad and so like she uh basically uh she reunites with david Tennant. they end up together whatever it's a really boring scene because they have no chemistry and who cares yeah um but let's talk about the really really annoying real ending of this movie where alice eve is at an art showing like a oh like my a, god an art opening or whatever <sighs> and she runs into the paparazzi that was stalking her through the entire movie and they have a meet cute okay so <laughs> at one point in the movie when alice eve has disappeared and no one knows where she is she the camera shows her and she has found some powder and like wax and she disguises herself as like an older scottish woman um, presumably supposed to be from the island so that she can go spy on the media who's trying to find her. When she spies, she comes across uh, the paparazzi guy who was at her wedding and the one who's ruining her life. And she basically like asks him about herself. And obviously he doesn't know who she is. And he shows her pictures of herself like in a bikini. And she's like, oh, you never sold those to magazines. And he's like, no, they're too personal um, and then he reveals like I'm in love with her like and it's so fucking creepy and yeah. and yet in this moment like it pans uh, to Alice Eve's face you know disguised and and it's like she's having this moment of like oh wow this guy's not so bad and I'm like what the fuck <laughs> that's yeah. no like that's like he's no he's stalking you he doesn't know you he's not in love like that's even creepier that he's keeping photos of you for himself like if he was just a shitty businessman like just a shitty paparazzi that's like one thing this is way creepier so they plant the seed uh and i you know hoped that it was just a shitty moment but then as jordan said end of the movie yeah they have they have a meet cute and it's supposed to be funny because um the pop of another paparazzi catches them together and they're just like is this her new love and it's like funny because it's gross um and especially because like if you took the scene where he shows up on the island in the first place like and you just like played like like I don't like music, like the score from Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> it would just be like, this is fucking terrifying. Yeah. How did he find this island? No, exactly. Like there's <laughs> nothing cute about it. And I like, think he was like tracking her purchases or something. Yeah. He, he's fully a stalker. And Alice Eve is just like this nice woman who happens to be successful. And yeah. And she goes to this art show and apparently he's no longer paparazzi. He's just, you know, doing art art photography and she buys one of his photos and it's like, Oh, obvious that they're going to end up together. And it makes me want to buy a gun. It, it's, I, yeah. It's so 100%. Bad. Yeah, uh, definitely. 
Yeah, it's it's this is such a bad movie, and it's I can't even so, think of it's it's hard to even think of like yeah a, a I can't replacement. even think of an alternative. It also like, like the people in these movies aren't in. A, you know what? They're not. Sal- yeah, Sally Phillips is in all three Bridget Jones movies. I can say with certainty that all Bridget Jones movies, and that includes The Edge of Reason, yeah, are better than this. Yep, <laughs> I I can attest. And and, sure. the, and the edge of reason, the, edge, Jones, of reason the was, edge of reason is one of the most offensive movies I've ever seen. It was pretty damn bad. So the <laughs> fact that that is better than this, I think, should tell you a lot. Uh, like Bridget Jones's ass going into like, isn't that the one where she like falls into like a pig pen? Yes. And you see her ass like coming down and like hitting the mud. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shot that they made her do. Um, yeah. Better movie. That Yeah. That is better. <laughs> that is better. It is more. It's emotionally deeper. Yeah. It, you know, it says more about the world. The, the writing is wittier. It's. Yeah. This. Uh, there's just so much. There's so many ways in which this movie failed. Yeah. At once. Yeah, just like a disaster. Like, and Kelly McDonald, such a good actress. Um, David Tennant, um, I'm not a Doctor Who person, so I actually do not know how well he is in Doctor Who, but he seems very well liked, so I assume that he's yeah, good. Yeah, no, he's he's great in Doctor Who, and he, yeah, he's he's really great in genres that are not this movie. <laughs> yeah, I've seen um, him in like I, I think I watched a little Broad Church, which is like a police which is like a British police procedural. Yeah. And he's really good in Broad Church. Yeah. Like I just think that this is just not his genre. Uh, he doesn't seem like a man in real life who uh appreciates rom coms either. Yeah, no, he like, doesn't seem to like that. Like I kind of feel like even if it was a really good movie and a good script, he wouldn't do that great because I don't think he would respect it. Yeah, I mean, um, and when you've got like a Hugh Grant, like Hugh Grant, the, like at the highest saturation point, I was fucking tired of Hugh Grant. But the thing about Hugh Grant that made him good in rom-coms anyway is just that he's good in this genre. And it's obviously a genre that he likes and respects because he keeps coming back. Yeah, to for sure. And he like, yeah, he commits like he's fully his role. Like he's got the wink. He he knows what he's doing. Uh, David Tennant. Yeah, it, it felt like somebody forced him to do this movie. Um yeah. Like maybe an agent was like, "Hey, you need to, you know, broaden your you branding." You need to get the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got to be more versatile. And he's like, "All right, let's do it." If it's- I'm gonna see him in a rom com, like I need him to be like a dad, like Liam Neeson was, and like Love oh, Actually for sure. I think that's a really good. I think that's a good read. <laughs> or like maybe a rom com that's about like divorced people finding love again. Oh yeah, like divorced he- people. He's got a very divorced guy kind of such a divorced vibe. Um, no offense to anyone uh it just it is an essence of him and um, kelly mcdonald i don't really ever need to see in romance again like she's just not no she's she's great in train spotting i mean she's she's in, great in, yeah she's in train spotting like she's I, in like, train spotting like i, just I don't, don't really feel, feel like <laughs> any of the women who killed it in train spotting like need to be in rom-coms you know like yeah. I, it's it, like i love train spotting it's strangely one of my favorite movies uh it's kind of like, I don't need to see Angelina Jolie in a rom-com. Yeah. You can keep it. Like, yeah, no, like there's so many people that are fun and funny in the way that is good for rom-coms. Um, and yeah, no. Yeah, no. 
No, thanks. No, um, no, uh, I really hope that Alice Eve is prospering. I'm really glad that we're past the point to where just showing us her boobs was a thing. Like, I think that uh, Star Trek Into Darkness was the apex of oh, that was Alice just... Eve's boobs. Yeah, when she just gets undressed for no I reason. I hated that. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm just tired of it. And it's not because I want to slut shame Alice Eve. She's beautiful. She has great boobs. She's very talented. Just give her a role with some just meat like, on it. Just don't undress her every time. Yeah. Like, unless it's she doesn't actually, deserve it. Yeah, she doesn't. And it, it feels like... It really... It feels very male gaze. And it, yeah. and it feels very much like there's these directors who just are disgusting. And, like, want... And they're like, oh, yeah, let's get her in there. What can we do with her? And I'm just like, no, she's a good actress. Oh, my God. And Sex in the City, too, with those... Fu- with that fucking, like... Tr- like, but, like, that weird, s- like, wet... Like, her s- non-bra, like, running <laughs> shots. And those weird, like, you know, like... uh Like, almost like, like, public domain Irish music that was playing. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Like oh she was gosh. like a Lucky Charms. Like she was like she's like her dance, Lucky Charms. She's like fiddling. Like yeah, I was like, what is happening? She didn't like do a jig like, in like the, the hot middle. nanny. I was like, okay. If you want to do a hot nanny trope, get a nanny who actually is into dads because those exist. Like yeah, get, like get some real ass drama. Don't just make Alice Eve like a siren. <laughs> Basically, a siren. You know, like it's. Justice for Alice Eve. Justice for Alice Eve. Okay. Well, now that we've started a new hashtag that is very important, now more than ever. Uh, I mean, especially now that we're finally pointing out that, like, Megan Fox actually didn't do anything to us and, like, hating her for all these years didn't make any sense. Let's start, like, reevaluating this because we don't... This is so I, like, useless. Again, like, you know... <laughs> to add to the growing list of other podcast ideas like just like a podcast that's just like justice for like actresses that have been like the <laughs> justices for justice for hot actresses but you know what i mean like the women who have been uh framed in this objectified way where we're supposed to hate them like we're supposed to hate them because they're hot and they're getting roles how dare they yeah, get work they must be stupid and and like evil and yeah i mean i finally watched jennifer's body and it was great it was great it was so fun i really yeah. loved it yeah it's weird because when i watched jennifer's body at the time because of the climate around megan fox i was inclined to be like oh fuck this movie like i like i came in with just like a this is gonna be stupid kind yeah. of thing and it really sucks because like i like now that i'm older like diablo cody is one of my favorite writers i think she's one of like some of the smartest writers out there really and especially for writing female characters and those sometimes who are like slang can kind of like get a little out of control i think that the backlash against her was weird um oh yeah she writes she writes in a stylized way like no one's ever done that before oh yeah Um, yeah she's definitely (laughs) a stylized writer um but yeah like jennifer's body like upon rewatching, i really enjoyed it kyle really enjoyed it like we had a great time and like rewatching, i was like this is really good and really smart and like actually has layers to it there's a lot to unpack there and it's funny and it's fun it's a fun watch it doesn't take itself too seriously but it's still smart like it it manages a lot of it toes a lot of lines i feel like oh yeah and all of the and all of the queer stuff like oh my gosh yeah like at the time like i was still in high school and i think i didn't know that i was i knew that i was like into women but i didn't know that i didn't have to be ashamed of it yet right so like the queer reading of jennifer's body like made me really uncomfortable and it's like now i'm just like no this is actually really integral to the plot totally yeah definitely and 
yeah, there's just so much. It's such a good movie, and it's so good. And and, uh, and director Karen Kazuma's amazing. Like she's she's a great director. Um, she recently directed The Invitation, which is one of like the best recent thrillers that I've ever seen. Like thrillers have been really shitty lately. The Invitation is a great thriller. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. her she. She knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and everybody was good. And, and it was best like, casting of Adam Brody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, my God. So, yes, we've been talking about another movie for a while now. So Yeah, <laughs> so, you guys, just don't watch The Decoy Bride. Watch, you know, watch uh, Bridget Jones or, or watch Jennifer's Body, which doesn't have anything to do with Decoy Bride, but we were just talking about how good it is. Um or or watch uh find something that alice even that's good like yeah. i don't know starter for 10 maybe i've heard starter for 10 is pretty good just watch something with her that like isn't obsessed with her boobs please yeah yeah all right for her for us for us um right. well thank you for listening thanks please. for listening comment send us love letters please rate us on itunes right, rate us on itunes uh you know let us know what movies have been on your mind uh let's have a conversation um we will be back next week with another film we will disclose upon yeah we don't know what it recording. is yet but we we'll don't know it it's a surprise to us too yes. okay it'll be a surprise to all of us okay. yeah um i'm jordan searles and i'm bronwyn isaac bye guys bye